Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Does your territory suck? It's possible. It might. You know, not all territories and account bases are equal. But when I when I hear this from a rep, I do generally challenge the idea or the comment. So why is that? Well, most reps that I have personally heard this from, they really haven't done a deep dive. They haven't done the due diligence in their territory. They don't have the data to actually support the idea that the territory sucks. Number two, most of the reps that have said this, they do not have a well-defined personal sales process. But well, that might not be totally true. Everyone has a sales process. It's just whether or not it's planned out or if the territory is just taking you where it wants to take you. But a lack of a process is still a process, just not a good one. But anyways, I get it, I'm getting a little bit off uh, track here. Look, I'm not perfect. And I have definitely have been guilty of at least thinking that I had a bad territory at some point in my sales career. For example, there was this time when the company that I work for, they brought in some consultants, right? Happens all the time. These consultants come in, they redo the whole go-to-market plan. There's some executive that's sponsoring it and they need to make a move. They need to show that they're changing things, that they're doing things. And in this particular example, they cut, I was a commercial sales rep at the time. They cut the commercial territories down from being a territory to a defined list of accounts. And then anything that wasn't on that list, and I think it was like 40 accounts, uh, everything else went to the channel manager. So if you've ever been through this, usually these decisions, they can happen quickly. They're a little bit rushed, a little bit last minute. Or I should say when it's getting rolled out and you have the ability to give any input. And so while I was engaged and I had some some discussions with my manager about my account list, the reality was it was already set and we were just kind of going through the motions and I just didn't have time to really impact what my account list looked like at that time. So, you know, I think when that got rolled out, I definitely felt for a period of time that the new territory sucked. But, you know, what did I do about it? First, I had to address my attitude. You know, if you work long enough and go through enough organizational changes, you know, there's companies or executives that roll roll out this plan. They tend to over rotate, and um, I don't know. It just seems like most of the time these plans don't quite work out the way they were projecting the plan to roll out. And if you can just adjust your attitude and, and maybe focus on the long term, you're going to be way better off down the road. So in my example. Uh, after I kind of shook off my frustration with the list, I decided to focus on what I could control, which was my 40 or 50 accounts. I don't remember how many they were, but take those accounts, dig deeper where it made sense. Um, It did me no good to dwell or bitch or moan or groan on what I didn't have. I also, during this process, I chose not to give up some of the personal relationships that I had with customers at accounts that were no longer mine, because I understood 
at this point, you know, by the time it's all getting rolled out, we're, we're 10 months away from the next fiscal year and the next big idea. And who knows what's going to happen, right? So while a few of my peers, and this is just based on my obs- observational opinion, uh, while some of my peers were wasting time complaining and maybe mentally just not all in to the program and probably starting to be open to other job opportunities, I, I just decided to double down on my efforts because I knew it wouldn't be that long until things changed again. Fast forward, sure enough, we roll into the next year and guess what? The last year plan was a disaster, ultimately for the channel business. Now, why was that? Well, if you give the rest of the territory to the channel manager and the idea is, you know, maybe we'll go develop the channel, but you give them a quota with half of their compensation tied to a direct sales number. Well, you know, if if they're any type of salesperson, they're going to go focus on what they can directly control that'll put them in the best position to exceed quota and make money. And that's what they did, or that's what a lot of them did. And so in the process, no one was developing the channel. They were all focused on trying to sell and make money. A crazy thing was though, I ended up that next year, I ended up having one of my best sales years that following year. And you know, this had a lot to do with me deciding to you know, focus on a few of those core accounts that I had. And a couple of big deals did pop that next year from my focus account list. And then some of the territory accounts, funny enough, that were being covered by the channel manager, he, he had been developing them all that previous year. Some of those new accounts hit that year I took back over and ended up being a great year. So shout out. Thanks to my buddy, Craig, for covering those. Really appreciate it. Now, Not everybody had that same success. There were other commercial territory reps and channel managers that never really got focused and entered that following year, unfortunately, with downward momentum. You know, they were sort of circling around, not quite getting their plans set. And that second year rolled around and they were going the wrong direction. And at that point, yeah, their territory did suck because they sucked. They were ultimately responsible for their own territory demise. So going back to my uh, my opening, I, I mentioned about a rep doing the territory due diligence. So as a manager, if you come to me with well thought out data, summary of accounts, segmented by revenue, IT budgets, vertically, you know, breaking down your different verticals, and you have data that might support some challenges of the addressable opportunity in your space, this is a totally different conversation. At that point, a good manager We'll take this into consideration because every manager, ultimately, we want to see the rep succeed. And it's possible that there are some imbalances within the territory. Now, that manager may not be able to do anything that current year, but you know what? You're planting that seed for next year. And I've seen many great reps consistently internally position throughout the entire year. Uh, Now, you do need to find the right balance to where you're not just beating your manager up. But in theory, you do know your territory better than your manager. So it's your job to help him or her understand some of the good and some of the bad of the territory. Now, um, I also mentioned that not having a a defined sales process can be one of the reasons why your territory sucks. Now, I, I listen to a lot of other sales podcasts, and there's one out there where the podcast host, he's also a sales trainer, Brian Burns. He can he constantly talks and trains reps on the need to have their own defined sales process. You can go out there and read every sales book that's out there, and there's so many good ones, but you have to break down your own process that fits your own style. 
you know, what can you visualize in terms of how you work? How can you hold yourself accountable? If something doesn't, didn't work, maybe in a, in a deal or some kind of a sales cycle, you can go back to your own process and see, hey, did I check the boxes and do what I was supposed to do? Or maybe you check the boxes, but did I do it as effectively as I normally do it? So I just bring this up because if you have a less equitable territory, but a strong sales process, you can still find success. And by the way, as you find that success, you're then in, the, in a position to ask for more. You know, success tends to build upon itself. I want to break in with this quick commercial from me. I am very excited to announce that we have our first multifamily real estate deal for the year. This is a really nice boutique 88 unit complex in Tempe, Arizona, which is an incredibly strong submarket of the Phoenix area. And we are partnered with my friend Reed and his company at the RSN Group. They're the, the ones that found the deal. And they also have another asset uh, very close by this particular property. Uh, investment spots on this one, they're going to fill up quickly because it is also structured to accept 1031 exchanges. And there's a number of exchanges out there right now looking for a home. So if you're interested, just contact us through hightechfreedom.com, or you could book a call using the link in the show notes. And even if you just want to learn a little bit more about the investing process, let's chat. I'm happy to share and follow up with some educational resources. Now back to the show. So I've worked with many team members that would tell me, oh, this is a difficult territory, you know, and then insert excuse. It's a difficult territory because the prior rep did nothing or the prior rep upset all the accounts. This territory or customer base is different. We don't have all the tech companies that the California territory has. And there's a lot more excuses out there. And I'm sure you've heard of all. Uh, but a funny thing happens. That person leaves. A new person comes in. And then that new person experiences success. Well, what changed? Well, two things changed. One, uh, the attitude of that new rep and most likely the go-to-market strategy or process of that new rep. So it's easy for me to sit here and, and kind of tell you all the ideas of things on how you should do it different. And our business is tough. And I absolutely understand that some territories or account bases are more difficult. And I just encourage you to play the long game. And I, and I define long as from a territory perspective as 24 months. So, you know, maintain a high level of communication with your manager, continue to focus and build a plan, define your process. And if you're truly in an, a poorly aligned territory and nothing's going to change, then yeah, then maybe you do need to make a change of your own, but just do it with data after executing on the plan versus emotion, frustration, et cetera. That's it for today. And until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.